This week's podcast brought to you by Boom Boom Sauce. The other day I get a text from one of my girlfriends and she said, you know, do you want to bring your daughter over? And um, we won't ever go in the house, but we can go for a walk around the neighborhood. The, the three adult women can walk socially distanced and then the three teenage girls can walk socially distanced. And uh, I said, responded in the text, I would love to. And um then she responded to me, how does three o'clock sound? <laughs> and I responded, I'm pretty wide open these days. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Well, I've been keeping meticulous tallies on how long this has been going on, and we are now on officially a round number day. 10 billion of our quarantine. <laughs> and you seem to be it holding up well. It feels like that. We've completed six weeks <laughs> to our seventh week. It's a long time. Ordinarily, you have to be sentenced to a crime, to house arrest, I know. to be home this long, or, or, or be a writer. I know, but even as a writer, you can leave the house occasionally to do something. And, and while I don't, it's nice to know that I can. But you can. There's a difference. And when you go out, you don't have to put the face mask on. I mean, well, that part I'm enjoying. We finally got a second face mask. We've gone the we went the first five weeks with one face mask because that's all we needed, really. Neither of us were going out at the same time. It was like the I would wear it once a week to the grocery. You would wear it on occasion to wherever. And, and aren't you loving the anonymity of wearing the face mask when you're? A six-four chick at the grocery. Right, it's really helped and you, me your mouth blend in. And nostrils are covered. Nobody yeah. recognizes you <laughs> right. anymore. Um, but anyway, we, we we have now have multiple masks, including masks for the children. Although, where the heck are they going to go? They're they're going to need to wear a mask. I don't know. But um, I feel better that they have their masks now, and uh, and we trudge along. Interestingly, I just thought when you said we have multiple masks, two of those children, uh, I attended. Was it in February, the daddy-daughter dance? Was it in January? I don't remember now. I don't remember either. Where they wore like masquerade masks. Yeah, it was pre-quarantine. Pre-quarantine. Masks that just covered your eyes. Right. And now, a month later, we've evolved to masks that just cover everything but our eyes. When they wear their new uh, masks out, their their quarantine masks, we should also have them use their masquerade masquerade masks. (laughs) They can be doubly covered up. Well... We've been using our usual coping mechanisms of doing puzzles and other things. We've added to that in down in the puzzle room at Graceland here. Um, it's where the turntable is also. So we've been playing a lot of records. vinyl records. Yeah, and that's I've, been I've, nice. I think the theme of this quarantine, and, and we can, if we can provide Denny with a, with a title of this podcast early on, has been putting on LPs. While putting on LBs, <laughs> speak for yourself. I think well, we've we've done a pretty good job of staying active in our house, haven't we? Actually, I've you you work out every morning, usually six days a week at least for years on end, to some 
mysterious video trainer, but I've joined you now. Yeah, you have. Now the the video trainer is no longer mysterious. <laughs> video trainer was never mysterious. No, I actually had done some of those workouts years ago and I hoped in the interim he no longer pronounced water as wooder, but he he still does and it still well, drives me crazy. You, since you the videos now, are the same as since the videos wooder. are the same as you were watching years ago, how would the how would the pronunciation have changed? I, I I like to think it's the uh, the video of Dorian Gray as as I say the same. The guy in the video gets older. Right. <laughs> well, we've uh, but we've been doing our puzzling and listening to LPs, and a, a nice treat. I posted it on our Instagram uh, last week. Was a box arrived in the mail? You you came in from the garage. You said you know you got this box and it's really heavy. And we opened it up and it was a bunch of not puzzles but sort of puzzle games from Ravensburger. And um, what a thoughtful thing for them to do to send us after we had been talking about how much you love Ravensburger puzzles on one of the podcasts early in these quarantine days. They sent us a box of games that our kids have totally been all into and have been enjoying. But so I, I should add that on Friday, our oldest daughter and I took a field trip. We drove 45 minutes down to Middletown, Connecticut, home of Wesleyan University and the great independent bookstore, R.J. Julia and Wesleyan. We had placed a phone order. I asked everybody if there were any books that they wanted, and everybody gave me a book Can or two I that they wanted. Can tell the real story, or do you want me to wait until you're finished telling I'll tell this? the real story. I, I, you, thought you, th- I thought I was telling the real story, but you tell me what the real story was. Okay. Well, I didn't even know you were there. Th- this was the beauty of um, this part of the story, that, that as you tell it, was um, all of the kids, each of the kids, there was a book in particular that they wanted. And we went on the website, and we looked, and it was not showing that R.J. Julia carried those books. But we were saying and encouraging you, just call them and ask them if they have them in because maybe they're just not listed on the website. And you are hemming and hawing. Uh, they don't have the books that we want. They don't have the books we want. So anyway, after like 25 minutes of the kids and I encouraging them to place the phone call, what happened? You had a delightful phone call with the woman who, the woman was, who was working offered to at, walk around the store and find the books that... And found every single one of them that the kids almost had wanted. Almost every one of them. Almost and then everyone. I, and then I, I just wanted some nonfiction to cleanse my palate from the long historical fiction that I was reading. And she said, well, what do you like to read? And I told her some books that I've enjoyed reading. And then I said, but really, I just want, what's, I said, what's in your current nonfiction section? Well, why don't I go over and see? And I've been in the store many times. I've done readings in the store. It's, it's vast. So I know she, you know, it wasn't the most convenient thing to do, but uh, she did it enthusiastically, went over to the new nonfiction section and started reading me the titles. I said, yes, I want that one and I want that one. Anyway, then we drove down. Well, you, but you, when you got off the phone, you had had a really enjoyable phone call with this woman just talking about books. And um, this was after, you know, you did not want to make the initial phone call. Well, so you did. It was make, pleasant. It, because because, in, because in, six weeks ago, you would have been clinically insane to call a bookstore and give them a list of books and have them go one by one to the shelves. If well, they wouldn't have done it probably. Well, no, well they she, probably like, For instance, have, she said, yeah. we're showing we have one copy of this. Our, our One of our daughters wanted a, a like a young adult book. She's showing we have one copy of this, but we can't find, physically find it. So I was kind of putting her through a, a, an obstacle course or a, a scavenger hunt, I should say. And I would never do that under ordinary circumstances. I would just go in, and part of the pleasure, of course, is browsing. But she did it, and you know I don't like talking to people on the right. phone. So anyway, you and our oldest got in the car. You, you resume your story. We drove down there and 
called when I arrived and they brought the books out to the door. Everybody was in hazmat, well, not hazmat, but you know, and, and I grabbed them and put them in the, in the car. And, and as we were sitting in the car and it was raining, I couldn't help but notice, or our daughter couldn't help but notice that the adjacent building, which I'd never really noticed before, is a massive old school. This is Main Street. I mean, does, it doesn't get any more sort of Americana than Main Street in the Middletown, Middletown right? right? And it was an independent um, mom and pop gigantic toy store, Amato's, since 1940, I think it says on the on the bag. And they have a big. They had a bunch of puzzles in the window and a big sign that said, "Call us or text us at this number." We'll bring out whatever you want. And so I called that number, and they had a bunch of puzzles in the window, and I said, I'd like this one, this one, and this one. And she said, well, we have a bunch more. Let me call you back and FaceTime you. And she walked the aisles of all these puzzles. So we got a bunch of those puzzles. And I said, oh, I noticed you have some Ravensburger over there. And she said three times, yes, we have some Ravensburger. So now are we confused? This well, then, I, so then I would is? I would counterpunch with, well, that looks like a cool Ravensburger. Well, yes, that that's that is one of our Ravensburgers. And all I could think of was Steelers quarterback Ben Ravensburger. <laughs> so do we do we know which is accurate? Well, I mean, it'd be easy enough to find we'll out, have to but, figure but that out. I, 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 it may be tomato tomato at Amato Amato's toy store. So I don't know. <laughs> Well, we've been puzzling, and um, one of the other things that we we're always puzzling. We're always puzzling. One of the other things that we've done to I mean, uh, you're always puzzling, even when you're not doing a puzzle. That um, that we've done to try to keep our sanity is um, on a, on nice days. There's a place not f- you know a couple miles from where we live where we can go for hikes, and it's beautiful hikes. And, uh, you know, even though there's often lots of other people there or lots of cars, at least in the parking lot, you never see the people because it's I don't know how many acres this game refuge is, but we can go there and walk. And one of the things our nine year old really likes to do on the walks (laughs) is collect rocks. And so we tend to walk. It's probably what, like a mile and a half up to a to this peak that has this beautiful view. And then we'll turn around and come down. And even on the way up, she'll pick up rocks and put them in her pockets, or sometimes she brings a backpack, put them in her backpack, and we always tell her, just put them to the side and you can get them on the way down. No. So last last time we went, she had these like sweatpant material shorts on that were, she could barely keep them up because she had 18 rocks in the pockets. And these aren't like tiny pebbles. These are Boulders, rocks. small boulders. Yes, and uh, so she loves to do that. And she has a, a little, uh, a friend of hers who's also a nine-year-old and, and who likes to do the same thing. So... We brought the rocks home. We have over 30-something rocks now. We've washed them. And today, our big project, because it's another nice day, is going to be to go out on the on our deck and we're going to paint the rocks and, you know, with hearts or flowers or smiley faces or whatever. And we've decided that the next time we go on a hike, she's going to do the opposite of what she normally does. Instead of Ending the, ro- ending the walk completely weighed down with rocks. She's going to start the walk weighed down by rocks, and she's going to place these, you know, positive message painted rocks in different places um, along these hiking trails. So is, it, um, is this a, is this a, I don't know if this is even allowed, but allowed, it, ethically responsible, I irresponsible. Think it's fine. I think, we have yeah, seen it, painted it, rocks on the grills in the, yeah, I mean, how could it not area? be okay? I mean, we, 
I guess the first question is, was it okay for us to steal the rocks, to well, leave with not. the rocks? They always say in these parks, not this is not a national park, but, you know, take only photographs, leave only footprints. Isn't that what they say? It's the equivalent, it's the national park's equivalent of that locker room thing. What you see here, what you say here, let it stay here when you leave here or whatever that stupid thing is. Do you know I've what I'm talking never about? never seen that in a locker yeah, room. Yeah, I've seen no. it in locker rooms. Almost every locker room now has these nonsensical That's or, or, That sounds like a office. total... Um, date rapey, you know, Me Too movement kind of assigned on a locker room. Like, what, what do you think? I mean, I mean, that's, I've never seen that sign. Anyway, I, 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 I believe I, that you have. I have seen that. Okay. You haven't seen that? Well, how does it go again? It's, it's, it's like, that sounds horrible. It's, it, it's, it is horrible. Well, what does it say? It basically says, don't talk about outside the locker room. What, what, what we talk about inside the locker room. in the locker room. Stays no, no, in the no. Like, room? like, you know, keep the, Within the team kind of stuff. So oh. I don't know. I don't know. What does this have to do with rocks again? I don't know. But no, I think it's okay. We, we, we borrowed the rocks so we could beautify them. We washed them. We, we were scrubbing them. The, Some would argue that the rocks need no beautification. <laughs> the, one morning, she I told her, I'm like, well, you know, we'll wash the rocks and we can scrub the, the smaller ones with like a toothbrush or something. So she came down and she said, Mom, I've got the toothbrush. And... um. And I said, which one is it? She said, oh, it's one of the ones from the dentist. And I was like, no, you don't use a brand new toothbrush to clean the rocks. Like you, you you, take the new toothbrush and put it in your cup and you take the old toothbrush and that becomes the rock cleaning toothbrush. Anyway, she used the brand new toothbrush as a rock cleaning toothbrush. Took it right out of, the, out of the package gum box. <laughs> exactly. And um, so anyway, we're going to beautify these rocks and we're going to bring them back um and hopefully do you have any plans to beautify the flowers or the trees that are also in the game no that's different i don't think i don't you're you're making me wonder now i don't think it's a bad thing to do this well i I, I would hope not i'm sure we'll hear from uh rock huggers (laughs) rock rock hudson we won't be hearing from from him that's true um but uh the phrase dumber than a box of rocks Speaking of dumber than a box of rocks, I want something I was, to do with me. No, when I was at the grocery store on Monday, because as we've said many times, Monday's my grocery shopping day. I was in aisle three, and I just I hear over the like the intercom, the Marty. You know, whenever Marty the robots, you know, there needs to be a cleanup in aisle whatever. Oh. You know, it just keeps repeating. There needs to be an, a cleanup in aisle four. Um, there's an object on the floor. There's an object on the floor or something like that. It was a really weird phrase I wrote down, but I, now I can't find it. Anyway, so then next thing I do, I turn the corner and I'm going down aisle four and I see Marty standing there and his his thing has been triggered, you know, so that the whole grocery store hears, you know, clean up in aisle four. There's an object on the floor. I walk. Somebody had purchased probably a flower and there was like a petal or a a bud or something from the flower that had broken off the flower and was on the floor. This is about an inch and a half long. So I just walked over to her and I kicked it out of the way as Marty's like standing there. There's a cleanup me a clean up on aisle four. So that thing's dumber than a box of rocks. I mean, great, it's a robot, but um, a human, if a human but. had that job, they would know that you don't need to alert the whole store that a cleanup is needed for a little leaf or a bud or whatever that was but, that had fallen off the plant. But when the Marty's stop and shop robots of the world take over, as they inevitably will sooner rather than later and become sentient, the poignant end of Marty's robot life will be when he or it tips over. And it like a medical alert, I fall and I can't get up commercial, he will 
say until his battery runs out, object on the floor in aisle four. Right. Object on the floor in aisle four, and nobody will be there to hear him. I thought you were going to say he he reaches his demise when people pick up these beautifully painted rocks and start throwing them at him. It's another possibility. You said when she was picking up those beautiful rocks that it was a beautiful day and that we have another beautiful day today. You're really emphasizing the positive because these have been the two beautiful days in in an otherwise rainy week of rain and cold. Yeah, it's been kind of a cruddy week of weather. Um, but I, I, but we, I bring had, it up, we have had two beautiful days. But so the reason we'll I bring them. it up is is I like a rainy day, ordinarily, not so much during home confinement. But I'm one of those people who, like Eddie Rabbit, who loved, famously loves a rainy night, I enjoy a rainy day. And it makes me think, you know, I love a rainy night. I'm playing Singing in the Rain on the piano now. That's the song that I'm currently trying to learn just because it's next in my book. Um, I'm only happy when it rains, the song by Garbage. I'm not alone, particularly among uh, songwriters. There's a band called Garbage? You don't remember the band called Garbage? I don't. From the 90s? I mean, maybe their, if I heard their song. Their big hit was I'm Only Happy When It Rains. No, but I, and I but maybe the 90s are just a blur. I don't remember that. I don't remember the signs in the locker well, rooms. Well, you remember the Eddie Rabbit song? I love Oh, of course. I love a rainy yeah. night. Yeah. There's a man who enjoyed rain because he also wrote Driving My Life Away, which had the lyric, the windshield wipers slapping on the tempo, keeping perfect rhythm with a song on the radio. Whoa. Was he a rapper in that song or are you just singing it that way? Uh, yes, he was He was, He was. was born Eddie Rapper and changed his name to Eddie Rabbit. <laughs> Could have. To be, so, so he wasn't too on the nose. Well, um... <laughs> You know, I love my non sequiturs. Well, here's one of them. Muffet McGraw, the head women's basketball coach at Notre Dame and a fellow member of the class of 2017 for the Hall of Fame, uh, retired last week. Totally out of the blue. I was shocked when I saw the news on Twitter. But somebody texted me or actually tweeted at me, one of our listeners, and said, you know, on the podcast, you talked about um, your favorite Pat Summit memory. Can you give us your favorite Muffet McGraw memory? And um Coach McGraw actually recruited me out of high school, and I took one of my five um, recruiting visits to South Bend. And um, I was there with Michelle Marciniak, who ended up going to Notre Dame and then transferred to Tennessee, won a national championship her senior year at Tennessee, which was a year after me because she had to sit out a year. And then a player named... And now has a line of... uh, Sheets that she sells. Sheets that we see on infomercials all the time. Yeah, like you see it on infomercials all the time. And and often she's in the commercial. Um, Always, I think. is the name of the um, performance sheets. But anyway. Anyway, and then a player named Audrey Gomez, who is from California, I think the LA area. So anyway, I was on my recruiting visit to Notre Dame. It was... um, 1990 and it was the weekend of the Notre Dame Miami football game and I just remember um, I think I might have gotten one the famous uh, Catholics versus convicts yeah I was gonna game. say it was a Catholics versus convicts game I may have had a t-shirt that said that or maybe I just saw people wearing them and um, I remember the night before the football game they had a pep rally and um, and the in the basketball arena the basketball arena was packed and uh, George Went, who played Norm on Cheers, was like the guest speaker to get everybody riled up. And that was, Cheers was in its heyday then, if I remember correctly. Anyway, got to meet him. It was this, you know, cool pep rally the next day, you know, this amazing football game. Anyway, 
I don't remember which night this was, but one of the nights um, we were at Coach McGraw's house, She, I think for dinner, with all the players on the team, and Michelle and Audrey and I were there. And before we had gone on the trip, um, Michelle had already committed to Notre Dame. And while we're at dinner, Audrey decides to commit to Notre Dame. So it's Michelle and then Audrey. And, During dinner. Yeah, at Coach McGraw's house. So Coach McGraw, like, at some point says, everybody, you know, Audrey is just also committed to come to Notre Dame. Rebecca. It, exactly. She said, Rebecca, do you have anything you'd like to say? And I just, I, I distinctly remember saying, um, where's the bathroom? <laughs> like, that's and then the you best crawled, I could And then you crawled out the window? The bathroom window? <laughs> and I window? crawled out the window. And she just heard the, the sound of an engine starting and a rental car tire squealing? <laughs> like, uh, unbelievable. And um, so anyway... Then, um, you know, I've covered Notre Dame a ton over the past, I don't know, however many years. And, um, and one, of the, one of the fondest or the most striking memories I will have of Coach McGraw as a coach is the fi- before the national championship game, um, when they won the national championship. So it must have been in 2018. The day of the of the game, that morning, every team came in and had a shoot around. You only get an hour um, on the on the court, and so uh, yeah, this was the championship game, so it would just would have been um, them and I guess Mississippi State. And that that morning at shoot around, Coach McGraw is going over everything with their team. You know, teams always go through their offenses and in de- defenses. But what was unique to this is she also did something that mo- I have not seen most coaches do, and that is she went over a sideline out-of-bound play for the end of the game. And um, it was a play, you know, how the guards were going to get open, who's going to take the ball out of bounds, who they're going to throw it into. And in this play, they were going to throw it in, I think, to Jessica Shepard posting up inside. Anyway, for those people that remember the national championship game in 2018, Notre Dame won it on a last second-ish shot by Arike Gumbawale on a sideline out-of-bound play. And anyway, it just ended up being perfect. I, I just remember, you know, as they're running this play and even before they run the play thinking they went through this this morning this isn't something new to this team this isn't something that coaches just drawing up in a huddle they worked on this this morning and then you know the the, the defense broke the play down a little bit but it ended up um, that Enrique won the national championship for them on a, on this crazy shot off of that play and uh, and I'll just always kind of think of that when I see that play of how they had gone through it earlier that day you have places to be and people coming over, actually. You don't have any place to be, but somebody is going to be socially distant. Well, we have Rose's, our youngest, her friend and mom are coming over to stay socially distant Outdoors. in our backyard to paint rocks. Okay, so, so let's let's get into viewer mail. Let's get right into viewer and, mail. And um, we've got plenty of it, as usual, and maybe it will lead to other conversations anyway. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Rachel writes, good day, Rebecca and Steve. Thanks so much for continuing the podcast through all this COVID-19 quarantine and shutdown. My commute has gone from eight minutes to walking to the backyard to the shed, my current office. Yes, a modified she shed. Um, I really enjoyed the WNBA draft this year, probably more so than in previous years because we got to see their homes and families in their own environment, which was, uh, I think people loved that about the NFL draft as well. 
Rebecca, where is the WNBA at with the potential start of the season? I haven't heard of any cases of COVID-19 amongst WNBA players and staff yet. Rebecca, any light to shed on that? No, although um, during or before the WNBA draft, Kathy Engelbert was saying, you know, that they're considering every option. So um, I think everybody just figures once the NBA decides what they're going to do, the WNBA will quickly follow suit. Um, But there has been no update on uh, when training camps might start, when people might, um, because I think in the NBA, they've said if you're in a state that is allowing people to get yeah, together you can use the players can facility use facility for individual workouts yeah so um i have not heard anything similar to that, that from the wmba mid may maybe yeah so um you know i i have not heard anything but i i, I would imagine anytime whenever we hear news on the nba side wmba news will be um coming shortly after uh, that. she's also been watching the uh, last dance the michael jordan documentary as have we we stayed up two hours past our bedtime the other night to, to watch that I've been struck, Rebecca, by how Jordan seems to me to have spent maybe once a week or every day of the last 20 years thinking about some of these things. I mean, that guy has not forgotten that the Pistons walked off against them without shaking their hands in uh, 1991 or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, I find it funny and obviously a window into his... uh, I never listened to Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech. I should do that. Um, have you ever heard his Hall of Fame speech? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. He. he because wasn't it that similar? Some safes on some people. I yeah, think. I, was, I, yeah, I thought like he talked about you know the kid who took his spot on the high school it's, varsity it's, team I mean, or that sort of thing. It's, he sounds like a guy whose memory is very very strong of all the things that. Um, went against him in his basketball career. So a couple more things on Rachel before I move on. Uh, Rebecca, do you have any great tried and true recipes you can share with the BNC listeners after five weeks of this? My kids are getting sick of the current rotation. No, nothing tried and true. I I will give you some insight. Rebecca has made some new stuff, but yesterday she came home from the grocery having broken down, and and for the first time ever, she presented me with a gift. She said, I give you the gift of... These frozen microwavable white castles, and I thought I've converted her once again because she'd never have an, a, had a frozen I've pizza. I've never purchased them myself, and she'd never had a frozen pizza until we met. And now she's purchased thousands of them. But when I emerged from my office an hour later to eat lunch, the frozen white castles were gone. Our children had eaten them all. Yeah, I, I did get them for you, but I made the mistake of only get a, getting a box of six. And um, when I asked our kids what they wanted for lunch because they had seen us unload the groceries. They said, do I want White Castle? And so by the time the kids had eaten, there were none left for you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Most importantly, Rachel uh, stumbled upon this list of words. Where did she find it? I, I some, Oh, through social media last week, I came across a fabulous list of words that I think should be added to Rebecca's words uh, for you to use in a broadcast. Would you like to hear a few of them, Rebecca? I would. Maybe you've used some of these already. Bamboozled, discombobulated, cattywampus. Excuse me? What's a cattywampus? How do you spell cattywampus? Catty, C-A-T-T-Y, wampus, W-A-M-P-U-S, gobbledygook, (laughs) canoodle, codswallop, whippersnapper, poppycock, flibbertigibbet, that's Mary Poppins' word. I think you should should laminate this list, take it with you on the road, and dole out one per game, starting with skedaddle. 
I, uh, I think Perhaps I should. Perhaps in Seattle. I, one of the days last week, I spent a few hours um, going through a ton of emails. I got my email inbox down from 1,000 to under 100. And one of the emails uh, in there I had sent to myself, and all it has is the header boom boom sauce. And I was trying to think, why the heck would I have sent myself an email that said boom boom sauce? I said, oh, I remember. I thought that would be a funny thing to use on a broadcast. <laughs> In what passed, context? Passed, give us give man. us a sampling of an Look at that pass. She passed the boom boom sauce on that one. <laughs> so anyway, we can add all of this. To, uh, we can add boom boom sauce to the list that Rachel sent. Last week um, on the podcast and on our Twitter handle, I encouraged people to sign up for the Granby Road Race because that you can run it virtually this year. And I think it's, ooh, it's the weekend of uh, May 1st. So you have two days and just take one of them and either walk or jog a 5K um, and then upload the map of, of what you did. And um, anyway, I've signed you and me up. I don't know if you remember that I signed us up. So at some point this weekend, we're probably going to walk it. We'll walk our our 5K, the Granby Road Race. But I encourage people, check out our Twitter handle at Ball and Chain Pod if you want to see how to how to sign up. I'm not walking. I'll run. You'll run it? Sure. Okay, you run it. I'll, I'm going to walk it with rocks then, in my pocket. Then I'll, then I'll, then I'll <laughs> walk it, whatever you want to do. Um, Ralph writes, uh, among other things, that uh, ESPN did indeed provide Mike flags to most of the selected players in the WNBA draft. We added, asked that last week. And you didn't realize that they had. But no, yeah, yeah, the every, yeah they sent them as flags. part of the kit. And I wondered how they happen to have the right caps. I'm disappointed for Crystal Dangerfield, he writes, for being selected in the second round. Even with the new CBA, she will not get the top compensation. Do correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, Rebecca. Okay. The compensation, the difference in comp- compensation between first round and second round is not very significant. I believe I'm correct. It's, it's, I, I, when and, I say and, it's not very significant, it's a matter of a couple thousand dollars. And it will go away once. After four years. So rookies erase. are on their rookie contract for four years. And there are first if, rounders who don't make teams. There are second rounders who make teams. Well, yes, there are this 25th is the whole, rounders who go on to Hall this, of Fame careers. Yes, this is the whole thing. In, in other thing. sports where they have 25 round drafts. <laughs> this is the whole thing with the WNBA and the WNBA draft. Because it's so hard to get a job on a WNBA team, the most important thing is not where you are drafted, but how you fit where you're drafted. So Crystal Dangerfield, even though she didn't go to the second round, I was thrilled for her that she ended up in Minnesota because I really believe she's going to make the team there. Same thing happened with Tiffany Hayes years ago. She was disappointed. She was at the draft because she didn't go until the second round. Well, she went to Atlanta, which was a perfect style of basketball for her skills. That's the same situation with Crystal Dangerfield. And a quick example, Kitty Laxa, who played at South Florida, was the Seattle Storm's first round pick this year. They drafted her and then they asked her to not play this year because they don't have room on their roster. So it would, yeah, would it have been cool for Crystal if she'd been drafted in the first round to Seattle? Yes, but she probably wouldn't have made the team. She's going, I think, she will most likely make the team in uh, Minnesota and it's a great fit for her. So the few thousand dollars, I mean, it's zero thousands dollars if you don't make the team. She, she, I think will make the team, and uh, you know, and we'll get paid not that much less than she would have if she had been drafted in the first round. It's zero thousand dollars. I know zero thousands of dollars. It's also zero million dollars, right? <laughs> That's right. I know. As I was saying that, I looked at you like, okay, it's coming. RB sends an email uh, with a picture of a square lowball glass, which I haven't seen before, but here is a square lowball glass. 
In the captions, I poured root beer into a squared. I poured root beer into a squared glass. Now I just have beer. <laughs> it's a math uh, I, I problem it. for you, Rebecca. Yeah, I got and it. I know you haven't gotten enough math problems in your daily life with distance learning. You get the math problem. We've moved on. I can no longer add and subtract fractions and uh, with the best of them as of this week. We're back to um, multiplying fractions. So it's all been a good refresher course for me in my uh, fraction math. Okay, here's a uh, an email near to your interests. Hi, Stephen Rebecca, writes Marianne. Thank you for continuing your podcast through the quarantine mania. I listen on A-L-E-X-A. And now my Twitter notifications routinely start with at Rebecca Lobo. No complaint here, but she, Alexa, is listening. You had that experience this week. I've had that, um, I've had that experience. But, but again, you were making tuna. Was it a tuna salad you were making this week? Or egg salad or something? Oh, yes. It was, um, I think this, I don't know if it was either egg salad or tuna salad this week. And I asked one of our kids if they wanted a tuna fish sandwich. And, uh. Within an hour, I have an email from the recipe place that I get recipes saying, um, recipes that you make with mayonnaise. Like, of course it was listening. We need to start unplugging that thing. It's disturbing. Marianne in Wallingford, I should add, um, also uh, enjoys our puzzling discussions. Here's a picture of how I organize my puzzles. Warning, the puzzle organizer organizer does not accommodate 1,000 pieces, so the puzzle uh, has taken over the dining room table. Uh, it's taken over our dining room table, but she has four separate sort of uh, box tops or square wooden boxes. It looks drawers, I guess they are, sorting by color, pinks and greens, and I, I assume faces or whatever. This is a this is, looks like a uh, seaside lighthouse scene. So she's got it. We finally discovered after doing. A system. puzzles that yeah, we when finally you have a discovered system, a system. I wonder it's we like got punked they, in our puzzle contest. It's like they say when you're cleaning, if you've picked up something more than, you know, like if you pick up something twice, shuffling it around on your countertop or whatever, it's time to put it away. Like if you're going to pick it up, you might as well put it away. And so that's what it's become with our puzzling as we're, you know, turning the pieces over and trying to find the edges instead of just shuffling them to the side. Start organizing them by faces or colors or whatever else, and it's it served us well. A Chris with a C and an H writes, Hello, Stephen Rebecca. Just in case you haven't already seen this, and I haven't, Kodak has released a 50,000-piece puzzle that is as long as a bus. Probably a good option as we all still remain in quarantine. Keep up the great work. Love your podcast, Chris. And then here's a link to uh, the 50,000-piece Kodak puzzle. It says, to help you pass the time during this period of social isolation, Kodak has come up with an idea, a jigsaw puzzle containing more than 50,000 pieces. That's as long as a bus. Yours for just $599. Where and, the heck? And 95 cents. Where do you do it? Well, I, it's, that's you, an excellent you question. Can, you can never assemble the whole thing except maybe... If you have a bus depot at home, possibly? Home bus depot? You would have to do it in chunks, then transport it outside and into your driveway or your street or whatever to assemble it. If this I'm doesn't not, sound like fun to me. Uh, featuring wonders of the world, such as the Taj Mahal and the New York City skyline, it looks like a puzzle of all of their puzzles. But it, it is beautiful uh, landscapes and world monuments and things. But um, but it's a good question. It's twenty eight and a half feet by six and a quarter feet. So it's 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 super long. It's, it's six feet tall, but twenty eight feet long. So you mm-hmm. figure out you would have to figure out where you would uh, assemble that. Uh, Doctor Siegel in, enjoyed our um, conversation about. British pronunciations and spellings, and his son-in-law, 
is from England. And uh, like you, Steve, I've learned to enjoy the various terms and pronunciations from across the pound. Between my son-in-law and the announcers on the Formula One racing broadcasts, I've learned plenty. Eggplant? No. Rebecca? What do they call eggplant? Aubergine. They call it what? Aubergine. Aubergine? A-U-B-E-R-G-I-N-E. Aubergine. Yeah. If you see like eggplant paint on some British home improvement show, we're going to do this aubergine. So they have and, and people even on, using the aubergine emoji? Well, on Brit- Great British Baking Show, too. They uh, Yes, they're using the aubergine emoji. I think it's the aubergine emoji. <laughs> uh, let us know. Rocket. That's a big Gordon Ramsay one. We're going to use rocket. Uh, ground beef? No. Beef mince. These days I fetch rather than get things from the store. Pronunciation or controversy? Try controversy. One of my favorites with a U. And when uh, when my brother Tom and I were in London 20 years ago, we we got uh, on the tube and some unbelievably bombed guy on it said that uh, he was experiencing something that was, he mustered up all his dignity. I think he pulled down on his non-existent lapels and said um, whatever was happening was a bit frustrating, really. And, and that has become a, a catchphrase of, Tom's in mind ever since. That has become a catchphrase. Frustrating with the emphasis on the straight is uh, is another favorite of mine. Is another favorite with a U of mine. Also, aluminium. I think we mentioned frustrating on like one of our first ten podcasts. So if anybody goes back and listens, eleven thousand that we've done. Yes, if they hear if they hear us talk about frustrating, remind us which one it was in. By the way, how do I remember that? Your dream, our dream, I think, for this podcast is, is someday to have a compilation of all of the brought to you by's. Yes, which are every one of which is ridiculous. Just that it would it would, it would yeah it would just be a this like week's podcast brought to you by and then it'd be boom boom rapid fire. That would be you should do that for me for our um, for Mother's Day. If only I knew how to do that. Janice um, writes, but thank you for the reminder that Mother's Day is coming up. What would you like? The same thing we had for our anniversary? A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay, you got it. Uh, how about how about if uh, I send you away on Mother's Day? How about you take the kids away and give me more time alone in my own house? Where, oh, where yes, would you like, please send me away. Where would you like us to go? Um, I don't know. <laughs> to the basement. Don't answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, Janice with an I-C-E writes, Hey, Rebecca and Steve, thanks for continuing your podcast during this strange and uncertain time. Your podcasts are a bright spot from all the other news and lack of sporting events, etc., your banter and stories make me smile and laugh out loud as I check things off my to-do list. Yes, I am a list maker too, Rebecca, or as I walk or run around the neighborhood, masked and physically distancing from others. In last week's episode, you referenced N95 Dickies. Well, they do exist, sort of. Maybe not as the hat with the blown out top, but the same concept, neck buffs or gaiters, G-A-I-T-E-R-S. Have you heard that term? Mm-mm, no. The reason I know it is because I'm getting ads uh, emails from Major League Baseball with MLB Gators, G-A-I-T-E-R-S, which is sort of those scrunched up, just the turtleneck portion of the dickie that but it you also can then goes, pull up over yeah. your nose and mouth. With, yeah. Then it usually has an MLB logo on it. Right. Well, uh, th- that's why the NBA and WNBA now have the... I mean, our daughter talked about this the first week of quarantine, that the next thing we would see would be masks with logos right. on them, and they've come. Here's my question. If you, had a, if you have a goiter... Could you cover that with a gator? G-A-I-T-E-R. I think people would insist you cover G-O-I-T-E-R. your goiter with your gator. <laughs> you, people would insist you cover your goiter with your gator? And even better, it would be from the University of Florida. Ah, look what hmm. you did there. I've got a, 
on Twitter, our Twitter handles at Ball and Chain Pod from Brian. And um, it says, well, this is a first. We weren't missing a piece. We had a duplicate piece. How did they know that would eventually be the piece we would lose? And they sent a picture of the puzzle they're doing and they got a duplicate piece. But can I just say... This and they lost the other one? Of the no, 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 they oh. didn't. They were just... But this puzzle is one we just finished. The pop culture puzzle. The pop culture puzzle from White Mountain. From White Mountain, yeah. yes. This And we just finished That's this puzzle. That's when we just got it. And, 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 two days ago? And our high schooler insisted, she was the one with me down at Amato's Toys, insisted we get that one because it has a Schwinn Stingray on it. Yes, it does. As is on the cover of Stingray Afternoons. And it has... Um, it has uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated from 19, a 1974 Sports Illustrated cover with Jack Nicholas on it. Well, so a couple of things that were dear to my heart. Oh no, that was in the 1970s. Puzzle yeah, no, this did. one's yeah. this one's a little different. This one has the pop culture um, one has the Stinger, Schwinn Stingray. Has Twister on it. on it. It has a lunchbox with a car on it. it has Trivial right. Pursuit on it. Anyway, uh, we just we did last within the last They're week we finished this puzzle. Together. We didn't have an extra piece, but I'm glad that they did. And if they lose their puzzle, hopefully. Or lose their piece. Hopefully, it's the one that they have a duplicate. Well, what a perfect segue into Denise's email. These, by the way, are all going to ballandchainpod at gmail dot com. She writes, "Hello, Rebecca and Steve. I swear I was assiduously scrupulous in checking the floor under the table, holding this one thousand piece Ravensburger slash Ravensburger straight out of the wrapped box, and still ended up with one missing piece and no dog to blame it on. A fine quarantine distraction, however. Thanks for the." Equally diverting podcast. I look forward to it every week. Best wishes for continued health for all your family. Your resident birder. Migrants are arriving. Listen for them. Denise and Glastonbury. Denise and Glastonbury. And here is a, well, let's call it a 999-piece Ravensburger. Um, is it one we've done before? Of a No, we haven't done it before, but it's a, it's a lovely, like, canal-side scene, the exactly of the kind that we we like doing. Uh, uniquely among the Ravensburgers that I've seen, it has a frame around it, though, like a brown frame, well, which makes it a little bit easier, I think, when you're doing the edges. Have you, you think, taken Rebecca? a picture of the puzzles that we've done with I the have. missing I've pieces? I have. taken a picture of, I think, of all, oh, I think I've taken a picture of every puzzle we've completed for our for our quarantine time capsule that, well, we're, that we haven't yet put together, but uh, for, so that 10 years from now, we can cherish the memories of this. The, uh, <laughs> the other day, um, a couple of days ago, might have been this past weekend, I finally went through and posted a ton of pictures on our Ball and Chain uh, podcast Instagram, which is at Ball and Chain Podcast. And I will also, in the next couple of days, post a bunch of the pictures of the puzzles we've done with and with missing pieces or without missing pieces. But um, as I was posting pictures, I came across a bunch of them when people had been on their travels and t- taken pictures of our coaster in front of. I don't know, wherever they were, Australia, Italy. And um, it just made me sad that our coaster is right now also in quarantine and people are no longer sending us pictures of the uh, of the coaster in magnificent places. So hopefully that will resume once life resumes too. Well, our life has to resume now. I, I consider the podcast a suspension of our lives, kind of like a... Um, a what? Like a, a lovely sleep. <laughs> For our listeners, anyway. Okay. Lovely being the reser- the u- word I reserve only for the podcast. That's right. So it's time to resume our, our what passes for real life these days. And um, Rebecca, it's Steve. been a pleasure. Steve. Rebecca, it's it's been a pleasure. Go get a gator to cover your goiter. And I'll, I'm going to go get a gator to cover. I'm going to get a goiter, then get a gator to cover my goiter. 
And then we're going to listen to Tom, Dick, and Harry. Well, first we're going to wish everybody uh, Oh, the health safest and, happiness, and healthiest days. Mental health, health and, and happiness. And... Tom, Dick, Harry. Please. Please. <laughs> Play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pad live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity. To a daily test Androgynous and vigorous While we give for a little rest Stay by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane